0: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, It's final hour on this Friday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. And yes, it is a meat Friday. And that means the Traegers have been fired up since yesterday. I came in around 4.30 yesterday afternoon. Tyler, the moderator, was cooking the Reuben and getting ready for the Reuben sandwiches. And of course, matzo ball soup as well doesn't seem like anybody's excited about the matzo ball soup, but everybody's excited about the Reuben sandwiches here. Yeah, McLovin.
1: Uh, your statement about your wife putting an almond inside the matzo ball soup is causing some, some no, no, issues on social media. No, no, it was just to get
0: my kids to eat the soup. So
1: I, I, I like it, but I, there are a lot of traditionalists oh,
0: out there. Oh, God. Well, it's Reuben sandwiches, matzo ball soup on the Traegers. Who has it better than us? Nobody. 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 All right. Final hour coming up. Mike Florio will join us in case you're just joining us. The Cleveland Browns are releasing Odell Beckham Jr. Two sides came together on a resolution and say goodbye to Cleveland. He'll be out. He'll be go to, going to waivers. And the Detroit Lions will have the first shot at Odell Beckham Jr. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. I was thinking about this. Now, I know it's a little bit of a stretch, but you got Jordan Love filling in for Aaron Rodgers this weekend against Kansas City and maybe next weekend against Seattle. Aaron Rodgers filled in for Brett Favre back in 2007. Favre left a game in the second quarter because of an elbow injury, shoulder injury. The Packers trailed by 17 points. Rodgers, with some help from his defense, got the Packers within three in the third quarter. They lost 37 27, and Rodgers threw his first touchdown pass. He was 18-26, to 201 yards, and that performance helped convince Mike McCarthy and then general manager uh, Ted Thompson, Rodgers not only capable of replacing Brett Favre, but they could turn the team over to him. I don't know if that's going to happen on Sunday night against the Kansas City Chiefs, but this is how... Careers get started when you're not quite sure. I know that we go back to Tom Brady and we, we uh, use him as the classic example. But, yeah, I mean, that's a – when you think about it, Drew Bledsoe had just been paid $100 million. Like the Patriots were all in on Drew Bledsoe. He gets hurt. Tom Brady comes in and helps lead them to the Super Bowl. You know, look at Russell Wilson. You know, they brought in Matt Flynn, brought him from Green Bay. Paid him you know, $10 million, and then they draft Russ, and then it didn't take long for Pete Carroll to realize, all right, that's our starter right there. Rodgers hasn't had a dip, and it's not an injury, uh, but it's just one of those that the Packers are going to find out a whole lot more about their future this Sunday and the following Sunday because you're going to get a chance to see him on the field with two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Mahomes and Russell Wilson, it looks like. How does he perform? Can he match up? Does he try to do too much? Do they surround him with a game plan that maybe it's just an economical performance like Rodgers had? One touchdown, 18 of 26, 201 yards. Just something to keep in mind. It might not seem like much. It could mean a whole lot when you think about it bigger picture. Is Aaron Rodgers going to be there after this season? You know, when when we think about this situation, remember this in February or January, if Love plays well or doesn't play well. Because if he doesn't play well, that brings up an even more interesting scenario. Because if Rodgers is bound and determined to leave and go out West, from what I'm told, well, the only team out West looking for a quarterback would be the Broncos. Yeah, Paulie.
2: And vice versa. If Jordan Love plays poorly in whatever time he's in and Rogers decides he wants to maybe stay, mm. then you got to pay him for two more years and max boat, you know, 45 mil a season. That's that, you know, you would have to pay him, wouldn't you? If he decided he wanted to stay in Green Bay?
0: Oh, yeah, you got to pay Rodgers. You have no other options. Yeah, but you're going to have to pay Jordan Love. <laughs> I mean, that's the tricky one here. That, that if, Like, at some point you have to go, is Rodgers going to be our quarterback? Are we going to franchise him? Or whatever it might be, at some point, you know, that's – and he probably is not going to give you enough of a sample size where you go, okay, he's going to be worth that kind of money. But I I think if Jordan Love doesn't play well – like, if I'm a Packers fan, what do I want here? I want Jordan Love to play well. Because worst-case scenario, Rodgers leaves, we feel like we have the next quarterback. If he doesn't play well, and then you go, well, he's not our future, and then Rodgers might not stay, then it gets really, really tricky there. And if you watch Carson Wentz play last night, you can't help but wonder what happened to him last season in Philadelphia. You know, he threw 16 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. He completed 57% of his passes. And, you know, he looked great last night against the Jets. He's got 17 touchdowns, three interceptions. It just doesn't feel like he's back to where he was when he was going to be the MVP when he got hurt against the Rams. And the Colts are 4-5, and but I'm not going to put that at the feet of Wentz, at least not all of it. Now, he's made some bad mistakes, that loss to the Titans, but there is, you can see the form that he had when he was with the Eagles. Titans are in control of the AFC South right now, but losing Derrick Henry, and, and maybe Indy makes a run with the emphasis on the word run, Because Jonathan Taylor was wonderful last night. But they're going to need Carson Wentz to play like he's a great quarterback. Not good. And can't be those situations where you're just hoping that Carson Wentz doesn't lose a game for you. And we saw that against the Titans. And last night against the Jets. He played well. But, uh, you know, the Jets down to their third quarterback here. And Josh Johnson did come in. I tuned in to watch that game for Mike White. That was it. You know, I'm not in fantasy, didn't have any money on it. I just wanted to see if Mike White could create or continue this story, make it a bigger story. And uh, as we saw, he started out okay, then he got hurt, and then Josh Johnson came in. And in case you're wondering, Josh Johnson has been affiliated with quite a few teams in his career. That doesn't mean he's played for them. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Niners, Sacramento Mountain Lions – Cleveland Browns, the Bengals, the Niners, the Bengals again, the Jets, Colts, Bills, Ravens, Giants, Texans, Raiders, Redskins, San Diego Fleet, the Los Angeles Wildcats, the Niners again, and now with the Jets. So with the team, practice squad member, that's a fascinating story for somebody to do. You know, these pregame shows, Like the Mothership or NFL Network should be doing a story on Josh Johnson. Does he have jerseys on all of these stops there? Send Jeremy Schapp out there. Tom Rinaldi out there to do something on Josh Johnson. Yeah, McLevin. I
1: did some research here. He's played for the Mountain Lions, the Wildcats, Mm. the Detroit Lions, and the Cincinnati Bengals. (laughs) So there's only one big cat team left, the Jaguars. Mm. Yeah, I don't think he's been there yet, but it feels like he could be.
0: Do the Bills play Jacksonville this weekend? And aren't they like a 14-and-a-half-point favorite? Do they play in Jacksonville? Yeah, Paulie.
2: Yeah, you got um, Bills at Jaguars. The line is 14-and-a-half right now. You, like, you, like, uh, you love
0: teams getting points at home. Uh, yes, I Call do. your guy. No, no. It, it, there's, there's going to be a weird game this weekend. Like, eventually, Jacksonville... You know, they're going to do something. Right? Maybe. Anybody with me on that? Any surprises here? Eventually, like in
2: a seven-year window?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Lifetime? Yeah, Paulie.
2: You got Broncos at Cowboys. The Cowboys are favored by 10.
0: Yeah, I don't see that happening. Anything. Um, Falcons at Saints. I I could see the Falcons winning that game.
2: New Orleans is given six six points.
0: I could see the Falcons winning that
2: game. Raiders at
0: Giants. This this one's tricky because I I do think the Giants are a little better than their record, and the Raiders, with everything that's going on and traveling cross-country, I could see the Giants winning that game. Well, Vikings
2: at Ravens. The uh, the Vikings will definitely be leading in the fourth quarter. Mm. There's no doubt about Mm. that. Okay. Uh, Baltimore's given six. Chargers at Eagles. Chargers are only given a point and
0: a half. I know that. See, that was where I went, uh uh-oh. That one uh, caught my attention. What happened to the bandwagon with the Chargers? Like everybody, uh, you know, they got off at one stop and then uh, they said, hey, all aboard, we're getting back on the... No, uh, no, we're going to wait for the next bandwagon. Yeah, Paul. Saucy Night
2: Football, Sunday Night Football, Titans at Rams. Rams are given seven to the Titans. Mm. It's a pretty good-sized line.
0: Yeah, I, I like the Rams. I like the Rams. Anything else that's uh, interesting?
2: Mm, Cardinals at 49ers. Four o'clock game on Fox yeah.
0: what about Brown's Bengals is that game in Cincinnati
2: yes and uh, Cincinnati's given two and a half which means basically a pickup
0: I know and that's one of those where I just wonder what Baker Mayfield tries to do in that game and maybe over tries like I'm gonna prove that I don't you know we're better without Odell this isn't my fault I don't know it just feels like that uh, but we'll talk to Mike Florio about where he thinks Odell Beckham is going to end up as uh, he was waived by the Cleveland Browns. Uh, John in New York joins us. John, good morning. What's on your mind? Hey, DP. Hi, uh, first
3: time, first time, 5'10, 145. Uh, wanted to comment on McLevin's uh, comment yesterday comparing OBJ to Ben Simmons. I think he's selling OBJ short. I'm pretty sure if you put OBJ on the free throw line, he could make six out of 10.
0: Okay. All right. Thank you, John. All right. There you go. Yeah, I, I had the you know, stats for the uh, Philadelphia, uh, Phil, uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Their statistics are unbelievable. Great record, shooting well, uh, free throw percentage, three-point percentage. They're, they're playing extremely well. But I don't know who's trading for him. And if you're Philadelphia, do you want him back? Do you need him back? I would think the answer is no to both. The question is, are you waiting for an injury to somebody? You know, a team that's a playoff team, and that team is going to go, hey, let's make a trade for Ben Simmons. I, I, I don't know who's going to make that trade. It feels like Philadelphia is saying, hey, we don't care. If uh, he's not going to play, then uh, we're, we're fine with uh, still paying him. Yeah, McLevin.
1: I still think the Nets would be a good... Uh, place for him because they, they have so much scoring. A team that has a ton of scoring, so he's a great defender. So, like, a team where he doesn't have to shoot.
0: But you've already got enough drama with, with uh, the Nets. True. I, I don't know if you want to take that on. Like, you almost need a boring guy. Uh, we've had some people say, uh, why haven't you brought up the Phoenix Sun situation with their uh, owner, Robert Sarver? Um, you're going to need a smoking gun to get him out of the league. You know, Donald Sterling, you had audio, and that was one of the reasons why he was uh, let go as the Clippers uh, owner. But the NBA's investigating now. I know two people used to work with the Phoenix Suns. They're not surprised at any of this. They did not like Robert Sarver at all, they did not like working in that organization. They did it to get another job in this business, and they said that um, it was it, it was an open secret of the way he ran that team and he didn't run that team well but those are two people who actually work there and were at least had um some kind of uh encounters interactions with robert sar uh, but you know i reached out to those two people yesterday they were not interviewed in the espn piece and the espn reporters i think they interviewed over 70 people in the organization but look if you have something and somebody comes forward with it, you got a better chance in uh, getting him out of that organization, turning over that team. But it helps having audio and or video. Yeah, Pauline.
2: And like you said, the, Adam Silver and the NBA, they've, they've got the blueprint on this. If they need to make an owner replacement, they've done it, and they they got lauded for it last time. I think it was when Adam Silver was first starting, wasn't yeah. it?
0: To me, that was a no-brainer. That was easy to get rid of him. This might be a little trickier. But it doesn't mean that Robert Sarver should continue as the owner of an NBA team. But I think this is going to take a little bit longer. Now, he denied all of the accusations here, but there are there's a lot here. There's a lot of people who were probably afraid of uh, repercussions. And one of the people I talked to yesterday said that um, they work with somebody who wanted to come forward and the person I spoke to said that it bothers him that he didn't help her because the woman ended up leaving because she she was belittled, made fun of, and um, you know there was harassment that was involved in it. But it was almost like it was, you know, the person I spoke to, one of the two people who used to work there said that it's almost as if he didn't understand the magnitude of what he was doing, that he thought that this is funny. These are things that you can do. You can say these things, not knowing you can't say or do those things, particularly when you're the owner of an NBA team. All right, we'll take a break. Florio has been all over the Aaron Rodgers situation and uh, also OBJ. We'll find out where he thinks Odell Beckham is going to play. And does the NFL suspend Aaron Rodgers or maybe just find him? We'll take a break. Coming up on 17 after the hour, this is the Dan Patrick Show. It's amazing. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically. There's no limit on how much you can earn, which is amazing. In fact, even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of the places in the United States that take credit cards take Discover. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing the word yes more often. You can learn more, a lot more at discover.com slash yes. Discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report, limitations apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Seton, what song is this? Do this know- is a song by the band. It's called Texas is the Reason. Uh, and the song is called Back Into the Left. Huh. Okay. Has a uh, a Foo Fighters feel to it? Okay, sure. And yeah. you, you know that uh, you love the Foo Fighters. Wait, well, you know what? They the Foo Fighters have written a couple of great songs. They and, just happen to have fifteen albums, but they've written a couple of great songs. Yes, boy.
2: This is a direct quote from Seton O'Connor, who I worked next to for a long time. <laughs> I love Dave Grohl. I can't stand the Foo Fighters. That is a quote.
0: They're just—I mean, look, I do. I love Dave Grohl. And Nirvana is by far the most important band of my lifetime. But Foo Fighters
4: are...
0: Sunday night, Ryan Tannehill and the Titans go to L.A. to battle Aaron Donald and the Rams. That's Sunday at 7 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. If you uh, go to Pro Football Talk and you read what Mike Florio has been writing, then you're ahead of the game because he's been all over the Odell Beckham story and Aaron Rodgers as well and the co-host of Pro Football Talk Live, celebrating the 20th year of Pro Football Talk. He is Mike Florio, uh, back on the program. All right, Mike, we knew that uh, Beckham was going to be released. Now, can you explain the process here of him going on to uh, onto waivers, and then what happens after that?
5: Yeah, Dan, after the trade deadline, any player, no matter how many years in the league, must pass through waivers if released if this is happened a week ago he'd be able to go anywhere he wants it happens now he's got to go through waivers and what I'm going to be curious to see is what they exactly did to his contract the Browns wanted to reduce their financial obligation to him moving forward but there's a sweet spot there because if you make it too attractive then one of these other teams says we'll just claim the contract on waivers Beckham wants to be a free agent for the first time in his career so that's what to watch During the waiver period, that window will open once he's officially released, presumably at 4 p.m. Eastern today. Teams will have the ability to make their waiver claims, and then we just have to wait and see what the results are. All it takes is one team. One team claims him. He goes to that team whether he wants to or not.
0: And how does it start with the pecking order of the Lions are on the clock for Odell Beckham, correct? That's right. There's an order that gets updated
5: every week during the regular season. After the third week is when it starts to change. It's locked in going into the season for the first three weeks. After week three, every week it's updated. The Lions, as the only winless team, have dibs. And then you'd have the Texans and the Dolphins. And whoever loses that game this weekend, assuming the waiver period doesn't close before Sunday, that team would have second dibs and so on until we get down to the best teams that's how it goes and you don't know what other teams have done everybody either says yes or no puts in a claim and then the league sorts it all out you could have in theory 30 teams make a claim for him on waivers but the team with the highest priority is the one who gets him. okay more likely that he clears waivers or that he's picked up by a team got to see the contract got to see how they have negotiated it i would like to think his agent insisted on a structure that will make it more likely that he's not claimed on waivers. And let me give you a quick example without getting too far into the weeds. Browns want to reduce his salary, want to pay him less. Okay, fine. Well, let's put in the contract a clause that he gets $500,000 per game when he's on the active roster, per game roster bonus, an enormous amount. That would scare a team off from claiming him on waivers because that automatically becomes part of what they owe him if they take him. Browns don't have to pay it. But if you take him, you have to pay it. Something like that would be advisable if the goal is to help him clear waivers.
0: Who should, who should pick him up?
5: Well, look, I, I, I think the Packers should. I think the Chiefs should. The Chiefs have been struggling to find someone who can step in and supplement Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. There are some high-end contenders out there that should want him. The names that have bubbled up so far, though, I'm told, Seahawks, 49ers, and Saints. The Saints already were talking to the Browns about a trade. They couldn't work it out. I think the Saints would be very interested in adding him to the mix. My understanding is he'd like to play for the Seahawks. And if those are the three teams that are the most intent in pursuing him, Seahawks have the best quarterback in Russell Wilson once he's healthy. So it would make sense. But yeah, there are plenty of teams that I think should. Want to see what he can do the question is nobody really knows what he can do yeah he's been open a lot this year but are defenses really paying attention to him the way they used to i don't think so
0: what if baker mayfield is the issue
5: well if he is the browns have chosen baker mayfield over odell beckham jr and when they did the trade out of the blue march of 2019 my first reaction was cleveland is a town that's not big enough for both Baker Mayfield and OBJ. And I remember when the offseason program started in April of that year, and everyone was there for the first day. They did the press conference with OBJ and Mayfield and Jarvis Landry, who's been close with Beckham dating back to their days at LSU. And then Mayfield has to like be there as the quarterback after OBJ just walks out the door and disappears for the off-season program. That's your opportunity to build chemistry, to get to know a guy, and OBJ is nowhere to be seen. I, I think that threw a wrench into it early on. The pressure to constantly get the ball to OBJ, I think Mayfield resented that. He's the quarterback. He makes the decision as to who's open and where the ball goes. And I just don't think it it, it ever really got them on the same page.
0: He's Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk Live, co-host, the Aaron Rodgers situation. Um, how complicit is the team in this situation? Was there a cover-up? Uh, you know, is Aaron Rodgers going to be suspended? Maybe fine. Uh, go ahead, pick pick one of those well, questions. Literally, there was no cover up because he repeatedly did press conferences in
5: the facility without <laughs> his face covered. And, and and this is what's strange about the COVID protocols, Dan. And a lot of teams are watching this because the league has a history of being selective in its enforcement of rules. Last year, handful of teams got hammered for coaches not properly wearing masks, when a lot more coaches than the ones who got hammered weren't wearing masks. So there's teams out there that repeatedly land on the NFL's radar screen, like the Saints and the Patriots, who are wondering, what are they going to do to the Packers here, right? What do what, what the emails look like between Jeff Pass and Mark Murphy, the CEO of the Packers? How friendly are they? Is he going to look the other way? Has he been looking the other way? And there's no denying it, when it's in plain sight, He's at press conferences. They know he's not vaccinated and there isn't a mask on his face. Preseason games, he was on the sideline, not in uniform, no mask. I read the protocol as being very clear. Only active players are exempt from wearing a mask during a preseason game if they're not vaccinated. And the league's already twisting itself into a pretzel to excuse it because they let it happen. That's the real question here. They rely on the teams to enforce the COVID protocol, but then the league you know they can see the same press conference as we see why wasn't the league saying to the Packers are you finding this guy 15 grand a pop for not complying because he clearly when in the public eye was going to keep the masks away because he wanted to perpetrate the ruse that he was actually vaccinated and yeah it's were the Packers enforcing the protocol and was
0: the League asleep at the switch because it looks like both were true well it feels like the Packers and Rogers were collectively winking at this like there's, oh, that's right you know we're not going to tell and don't worry and like nobody wants to upset if you know in particular the, the packers don't want to upset him like they they need to fall on the sword here the delicate genius who decided 72 hours before the start of training
5: camp that he wasn't going to retire you think they're going to antagonize him or do you think they're going to look the other way if they can and you know what this is one of those where you do the analysis in advance this is the old saying it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission let's just keep our mouths shut about this and if it ever hits the fan we'll write the check we'll deal with it then but we don't want to undermine our very tenuous relationship with a guy that we are trying to make feel good about us what better way to make him feel good about it than to not hassle him every day about wearing a mask especially when he's in the public eye and he wants to be able to advance the false narrative that he's actually vaccinated so doesn't surprise me at all and that's why the league should be in charge of this somebody said to me yesterday somebody one of the teams said you know the teams aren't expected to find the coach when the coach goes to a press conference and rips the officiating the league does it why isn't the league the one that's intervening and disciplining a player when he fails to comply with the COVID protocol
0: what did you have yesterday that you posted about rogers reaction was he was he livid or what was the furious. furious 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 now is he furious because well tell me why why is he furious well
5: he's furious that it got out that he's not vaccinated and you know dan this has been an issue for years but didn't it t- have
0: to get out mike if he's on the covid list that people are going to go uh, are you vaccinated well, well if
5: he's on the covid list because of a positive that doesn't necessarily show that he's not vaccinated if you're on the covid list because of a close contact then you're definitely not vaccinated because if you are, you're not knocked out for five days as a close contact. But if you're positive, it doesn't matter whether you're vaccinated or not. And when you throw on top of it that it was the NFL's media conglomerate that reported that he isn't vaccinated and the league is NFL media and NFL media is the league, I'm I'm trying to anticipate what his next appearance with Pat McAfee is gonna sound like, what his next press conference with a mask on, I assume, is gonna sound like and he's gonna be looking for somebody to blame look the books out on this guy i'm sorry one of the great quarterbacks of all time but we know how he is he wants to blame somebody and i could see him fashioning an argument that he had the right to lie to all of us about being vaccinated he had the right to choose to keep that secret and he shouldn't have been outed by the league
0: wow I mentioned I can't wait. Must see TV. Get your popcorn the next time he talks, Dan. Uh, Jordan Love, do you want him to play great or bad for the story? Oh, I think the story is better if he plays
5: incredibly well, isn't it? That makes it more likely the Packers move on
0: from Aaron Rodgers after the yeah, season. Yeah, but, but if he doesn't play well and you yeah. know Rodgers is likely to move on and Jordan Love is not your future, ooh, that could be awkward.
5: Well, then, then that proves his point from all along. Why in the world did you trade up in round one to draft a quarterback when we had other more immediate needs that would have maybe helped us win the Super Bowl last year? Hey, I don't rule out. And and, I, and I'm I've learned through 20 years of doing this. You have to be ready for everything. And the thing that you aren't ready for is the thing that will happen. We haven't heard a word from Aaron Rodgers in the two days since this hit the fan. Not a peep, not a tweet, not a word, not a thing, not a statement, nothing. What if this is the thing that causes him to say, I've had enough of this crap. I've had enough of dealing with this league. I've had enough of dealing with this team. I've had enough of dealing with this game. I'm out, I'm done. I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but wouldn't that be amazing if that's what he decides to do? Just walks away middle of the season because he's pissed off that he got outed for being unvaccinated. Again, very small chance of it happening, but if you don't account for it, that's when it happens. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't have said it. Maybe I don't say it. It happens. <laughs> but I'm, I've got everything's on the table for me on this day, and I can't wait to hear what he has to say.
0: Would you put him in front of the media?
5: Well, he has to be. I mean, he has to be. And now, should he should he speak now? I, I just feel like, and Peter King said this earlier today on PFT Live. The silence is deafening. And what happens is when you choose not to speak in the aftermath of something like this, you allow everyone else to create the narrative. And the narrative is he's a big, fat liar. So if you've got an explanation, and I hope he doesn't try to parse words and say that immunized means something other than vaccinated. I mean, I've watched that clip. You've seen that clip. Are you vaccinated? Yeah, I've been immunized. And I'm not going to judge my teammates who aren't vaccinated. He's telling the world he's vaccinated by saying it that way. And if he tries to 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 navigate the words, that's not going to help him. I, I don't know. I, I, and I'm ready to have an open mind, whatever his explanation is. But the longer he waits, the harder it's going to be to turn everything around.
0: Have a great weekend, Mike. Thanks, Dan. And congrats on 20 years, Pro Football Talk and Pro Football Talk Live. You can see it on Peacock preceding our show. Uh, a couple of phone calls in here. Florio's all fired up there. I like that. He wants answers. Let's get answers. Why Do, do you put Rodgers out there? Now, if he's not the starting quarterback next week, does he have to talk to the media?
2: Yeah, Paul. You might be right about that because if he's not in the facility, usually the quarterback talks on Tuesday, Wednesday.
0: Jordan Love could be the guy who's in front of the media next week. He
1: doesn't want to talk. No. Yeah, McLevin. but You definitely can't bring him in front of the media with COVID. So I think you you don't Zoom a quarterback in. He's free because he can't get off until Saturday, I think.
0: Well, why can't you Zoom him?
1: You'd have to Zoom it, but I don't see him doing that. Like, why would the Packers mm-hmm. make him Zoom in to talk to the media? I
0: don't know. Maybe he wants to talk. Well, the Ma- will he go he's on McAfee? On, he's on McAfee's show every Tuesday. Yes, Todd. You
3: put out a well-crafted Instagram social media type statement. Say, mm. "I'm not going to talk about this any further. You could ask me all the questions you want, but this is what I have to say, and think you're done with it." At that
0: I don't point. think he's that kind of guy. I don't think he's a well-crafted Instagram kind of guy. Uh, Bob in Montana joining us on the program. Hi, Bob. What's on your mind today? A hey, six-five, still a stout two thirty. Right. Hey, I have a question about this. I have a question about the show itself. <laughs> uh, after doing a bit of research, I discovered there's an all-female singing group called the Marvelettes and the Ronettes, a female cheer squad called the Raiderettes, and even an all-female dance group called the Rockettes. So I'm curious why, since you have four of the manliest men in radio, mm. why are they called the Danettes instead of something a little tougher like the Danners or maybe the Daniators? All right. Well, thank you, Bob. We'll answer that question. Reggie Miller is the uh, person who came up with the nickname. He threw it out there that uh, Dan and the Danettes. And uh, I like the sound of it. And uh, I thought they sort of were emblematic of somebody who would be called the Danettes. Yes, McLevin. A
1: lot of people point out Steely Dan does actually have a backup group called the Danettes. Yeah. So I don't
0: know why he didn't mention them. Mm. They're women. But they're women, too. I've always thought it was like a Ronettes kind of thing. Yeah. You yeah. know, Which The I'm, Rockettes. I'm super cool. With. Yeah. Yeah. It is funny, though, when people call up and they're like, you guys realize that's like a female. Woman. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no. Really? Like you guys didn't know? Oh. Yes, McLevin.
1: I've never liked the name The Pips. I don't think I would have won a bit of Pip. It's like Squeak Pip, like uh, mm. Gladys I and The Pips. That, I, that's not the best one. E Street Band, that's cool.
0: Mm.
1: Thank you, McLevin.
0: Uh Jeff in Detroit. Hi, Jeff.
4: What up, though? One time for Chat Row, two times for my Backroom Bros. Wondering how Mike Florio is feeling today. My goodness, he was on fire. I agree with him so much, Dan. And the thing about it is this. I'm wondering, I love the joke, there's no cover-up because he didn't have a mask on. I'm wondering, what will be the ramifications if the, uh, if the Green Bay Packers somehow... The, well, I'm not going to miss the playoffs, but just happen to miss maybe home field advantage because the way that the NFC is shaping up, I'm telling you, right now, you need all the help you can get. You guys have a good Friday, man. Get some of that food. And it's good to see Friday fritzy in the house. That boy on 10 today.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Jeff. Yeah, I think the Ben Roethlisberger interview helped out with Todd. You know, he was excited. He had been working on getting Ben for, for quite some time, and, uh, you know, that... That determination paid off. One
3: again. little thing like that just puts you in that Friday mood. It's oh, nice.
0: I know, but this is even before I did the interview.
3: That's true, and then you made it like fifty times better because it's just a name on a, sc- and a face on a screen until you start doing your wonderful line of questioning.
0: And why didn't you say that an hour ago I when I did it? You should
3: have. It's, now it's phony and fake, and like I felt compelled to say something nice, so you, you read right through that.
0: Although I did walk out because it's a it's a really good interview with Ben. I did walk out and I said to Fritzy, "That's why I'm a Hall of Famer." And then I just kept walking. <laughs> That's how that. you interview. That's <laughs> yeah. how you interview. Yeah. Yeah. You, a
3: total <laughs> mic drop as you walked by. I felt yeah. the breeze as you headed into the uh, basketball court.
0: Thank you, Tony. Yes, Paul.
2: Well, it was interesting because last night when we booked Ben Rossberg, when Fritzy booked him, I was surprised he came on. I mean, it's it's been a tough season, a, a critical season. He's been criticized a lot. Yeah. I know they're playing well. They're four and three. I was a little surprised.
0: Paulie sent me a text, individual text. Normally we do a group text. He's like, I'm surprised Ben's coming on. I'm like, me too. But once a year, he's come on with us. And that's as good as he's ever been. And if you miss any interviews, you can always go to danpatrick.com. Yes, Tom?
3: And I appreciate I'm sure we all do. And we have no problem plugging books and movies and docuseries series, whatever. But he had nothing to promote. He just came on with you just because he wanted to come on with you.
0: He was just promoting himself. Promoting the, himself. The Steelers. It's very nice. I him. like that he had fun with Mike Tomlin. And he had to tell Mike Tomlin... This story is out there, coach, about you and USC. And and it, so Ben gets credit for breaking the story to Mike Tomlin, even though the story was broken on our show with Carson Palmer. And, you know, when he said that he was trying to get some gear, USC gear, and uh, Juju Smith-Schuster had some USC gear in his locker, and he said, but he couldn't fit in the uh, sweatshirt. It was a large And uh, so he's got some gloves and he was wearing the USC gloves, but he said, coach Tomlin didn't realize what he was doing. And uh, so Ben had to inform him that these rumors are out there. All right, let's take a break. If you're watching on Peacock, we will go out to uh, our grill area with the Traegers all fired up. And it's a uh, meat Friday. It's a, it's a combo uh, chef with uh, Tyler, the moderator and weeks, our cameraman. Both uh, had helping hands in the Reuben sandwiches and the matzo ball soup. We'll take a break. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
4: Bar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio
0: app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. We'll close-up shop, last call for phone calls, what we learn, what's in store Monday, final results of the poll question, probably uh, this day in uh, sports. Meet Friday. Earn your place in the Hall of Flame by making game day spreads with a Traeger Wood Pellet Grill, offering real wood-fired flavor. Set it and forget it convenience. Traeger offers the perfect way to cook all season long. Grab one at your local dealer. Visit traegergrills.com slash dpshow to learn more. This just in, the Saints expected to name Trevor Simeon quarterback week nine as the Saints host the Falcons. Um. Uh, for some reason, I think the Falcons are going to win this game, and I'm not basing it on anything other than a uh, a gut feeling. There, uh, Ryan in Honolulu is back with us. Hey, Ryan, what is the
4: topic Honolulu. today? Oh, thank
1: you, thank
4: you, Ryan. Happy Me Friday! Thank you. <laughs> it's daylight savings this
5: Sunday, so I can sleep in an extra hour. I only have to get up at four a.m. to watch you guys.
4: <laughs> right
5: okay. uh, i have a couple of odell beckham jr mock headlines for you oh okay
4: this one is mclovin inspired odell beckham jr on to his third team
1: uh,
4: wait, uh are the wait, mic- like uh, robert oh, griffith what?
1: jr the third is that what that's a joke about
0: uh, all right okay on on okay rg3 robert yeah. griffith jr III. okay all right you lost me on that one right all right continue
4: Alright, well let's just finish it off here. OBJ. OB Jayna. waivers, Goodbye.
0: I like it. All right. What? Okay. What, Todd?
3: How about oh Dell no? Cutting me on my birthday like that? Oh Dell no. Oh hell no.
0: Okay. All right. It's it's OBJ's birthday there, Ryan. Aloha. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan just punched out. Yeah, he did. I I he, I think he was proud of what he did with the singing, and he uh and then he dropped
3: it. It was cute, and uh, then he had to throw in the towel after mine.
0: Oh, do you think that's what he was doing?
3: <laughs> he just he kind of left, up, you know, kind of short abruptly after I went. Oh, I, oh, Del, no! And he's like, I'm out.
0: I I don't think you should uh, prod the bear there. You know, with Ryan, okay.
3: I didn't stop the fight. He, he threw it in the Okay, toe.
0: all right. All right. So Ryan's a quitter. Is that what you're saying?
3: I'm saying that his side realized <laughs> that, you know, he met his match and they threw it in. They called it in.
0: Met his match. There is no tomorrow. Oh, thank you, Todd. You thought, <laughs> no, no, I was no, tough. No. This guy will kill no, you. No,
3: no. seen <laughs> loves that one. I had to do that. That's the
0: best. Yeah. What's Go the on. matter with you? You thought
3: I was tough. This guy will kill you.
0: Go ahead, it's Friday Fritzy. <laughs>
3: there is no tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, <laughs> man. Uh, tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. This guy's a wrecking machine. I'm not getting it tomorrow. I say you can't win. That's all I got. All right. Back to you in the studio.
0: <laughs> this, this guy's tough. You know, this happens periodically with Todd.
3: <laughs> the whole Ben Roethlisberger thing. That's what happened. I got excited.
0: You were quiet for hours. This whole week, I didn't say I much. know, I know, and it's one of our best weeks.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that on a night. Nice.
0: Uh, it's a meat Friday, and uh, these are these are great. Matzo ball soup is great, and the uh, Rubens as well. A little sauerkraut, a little mustard there, and our thanks to Traeger for making this possible. This day in sports history, Paulie.
2: 1946, the first glass backboard was broken in an NBA game. Chuck Connors of the Boston
0: Celtics. He was also the Rifleman. TV Budney. show, yeah. Yes, he was uh, a big TV star and also played for the Celtics.
2: 1959, the AFL was formed. 1971, the Los Angeles Lakers began a winning streak of 33 consecutive games. Do you remember the 71
0: team? Yes, I did. And I got to see them in Cincinnati. That you was... uh hit the at the bus? Uh, no, I don't think that was the last year, the Cincinnati Royals. Um, I don't know for some... It, it might have been, but... Uh, the, the Cincinnati Royals beat the Lakers in Cincinnati the last time that they played there. That might have been the year that they had won, you know, 33 in a row, but they lost to my pesky Cincinnati Royals.
2: 1994, George Foreman at age 45 became the boxing's oldest heavyweight champion. He knocked out Michael Moore er, in the 10th er, round er. of the WBA fight in Vegas. Same day, 1995, Warren Moon and John Elway became the sixth and seventh player to pass 40,000 passing yards.
0: Okay. Final results of the poll question, McClellan.
1: If you were Odell, where would you go? Packers, number one. Mm. Raiders, right behind
0: them, at number mm. two. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't, well, we're going to find out because he goes on waivers and then everybody gets a shot. And Seattle was probably eighth or ninth on that list. That's a place that Mike Florio said that Odell would like to go to. Might not have a choice. All right. Let's go around the room what we learned on this program. I'm going to start with you, Todd. Part-time comedian Mike Florio says there was no cover-up by
3: Aaron Rodgers. He literally wasn't covering up with a mask at Packers press conferences or on the sidelines.
0: Thank you, Todd.
1: McLovin. Big Ben is definitely not playing football at 44.
0: Seton O'Connor Jr., the third. I learned I like matzo ball soup. And Paulie? McLovin says
2: LeBron's out of shape, question mark? Oh, I, know. I did
1: not say that. <laughs> Andrew Perloff said that. I did not say that. Yeah, Come
0: on. Yeah, you talked about the, his belly. The
1: guy has like a billion-dollar entertainment thing going on now.
0: It's, and you called him fat. So? Steve Ballmer is worth $50 billion. You might call him out. Yeah,
1: I know. And every time you do, our computers slow down. I don't like it.
0: The compact GLA proves it's not the size of the SUV in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the SUV. Learn more about the nimble, ready-for-anything Mercedes-Benz vehicle at MBUSA.com. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Backroom Guys, the 1215 podcast. I encourage you to listen to it. Be able to uh, download that coming up after the show. Have a great weekend, everybody. Seaton, Paulie, Fritzie, and McLovin. Yours truly, this has been the Dan Patrick Show.